Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid. Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO, and other platforms. That's payfully.co. Welcome, everyone. The first episode of Get Paid for Your Pad in 2018. I welcome today Glenn Carter, the head of marketing of Hostfully. Glenn, how are you doing? I'm good, Jasper. Did you have a good New Year's? It was super fun. It was super busy. It was a little bit crazy. First, I flew from Asia to Ireland, where I celebrated Christmas with my brother and my mother. And I was staying at a really, really amazing Airbnb, an old Irish cottage house. It was uh, extremely beautiful. I'm I'm going to interview the, the host that I was staying with. And she has a, a really interesting story. So I'm uh, really excited to uh, interview her. Um, then I flew back to Amsterdam and the next day I f- went to Paris for a wedding and uh, that we- that lasted for two nights and then I had to rush back to Amsterdam to celebrate New Year here with my friends and then we uh, we kind of extended uh, the party into into the next day uh, a bit so it's it's been uh, it's been super fun but it, re- it definitely took a few days for me to recover from everything. Oh wow, that sounds uh, sounds pretty busy. We 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 took the kids down to Disney, so not a whole lot of partying, but but uh, sound, it sounds like it was just as busy as you. How how was Disneyland? I've never been there. Oh, it was great. It was actually it's Disney World, I believe. That's the Orlando one. Um, we we took the kids to uh, to Disney and Animal Kingdom and Universal Studios. So they could go see the Harry Potter exhibit, and um, we were down there for a week. We had just a great time. Unfortunately, the weather was a little. Um, a little chilly. And if anyone's uh, seeing in the news that the East Coast uh, from Florida all the way up to Maine is getting this huge winter blast. And uh, we just we actually arrived back yesterday. We drove um, from Florida up to to Canada and uh, we had a huge snowstorm in Georgia. It was the first time they had gotten a snowstorm in, you know, three decades and, you know, figures that uh, a couple Canadians uh, hit the snowstorm in Georgia. So we we were delayed about a day on the road. Wow. How many days is it from Florida to Canada? It's about a 21-hour drive if you don't run into any uh, any traffic or accidents. But uh, it took us about 30 with the uh, the snowstorm because they're not they're not well equipped in Georgia for snow. So right, um, it was pretty much it was pretty much just shut down across the state. So it was uh, it was a rough go, but uh, we had a great time and uh, um, we came back to uh, minus uh, 35 here in Canada, so Celsius. So we're 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 freezing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that cold in Amsterdam, but I heard in Florida it's snowing for the first time in I don't know how many decades as well, is it? Yeah, it's it's just crazy there. And even when we were down there, it was pretty chilly. Like we were wearing our coats uh, coats to to Disney and uh, and around Orlando, and uh, it was just our luck, eh? We 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 leave Canada to escape the cold, and then we get uh, we get snowed in, and 
in Florida and Georgia. So and did you stay at an Airbnb in Florida? We did. Yeah, we stayed at an Airbnb in uh, in Davenport, which is uh, about uh, it's about eight miles from Disney. It's uh, a lot of uh, Brits own there. And actually, we used to own an Airbnb in Davenport. Uh, we love it. it's a small little community community. We love it. Um, and it was a great, I mean, all the homes in the area are pretty similar, you know, four bedrooms, they have an in-ground pool that's covered. Um, so on your days off from Disney, you can have, sort of relax around the pool. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I know all about your, uh, the Airbnb listing that you used to have because, uh, I'm writing a book on Airbnb investing and Glenn is going to be one of the people that's going to be featured in the book. So Everybody who wants to hear yeah, about Glenn experience, it's it's coming up. Any any further details on uh, on the book, Jasper? I'm really looking forward to reading it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still working on it. It's uh, you know, it's it's when you write a book, it's it always takes longer than you think it would. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling because <laughs> you don't. Want, I just want to make it as as be, uh, you know the best possible. So there's you know it it always takes a long time before you feel like okay now it's now it's really done. But you don't you know at and at the same time. You also, at some point, you just have to ship it, you know, because it's never yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, but I definitely know the feeling when you're you're almost done, and then something new comes up that you really want to include because it's going to be very valuable to the readers, and then you just you sort of get in this spiral where uh, where it's never finished. You got you got you got to have a cutoff at some point. Exactly. Yeah, and I need to get it edited as well and proofread and all that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be you know either May or maybe June is uh, what I'm hoping for right now. All right. Well, I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. So, Awesome. Well, let's get into the news. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of news about Airbnb because obviously, you know, with the, the Christmas and the holidays, there's not that much going on. But there is something really interesting that I found. I was reading an article on Forbes and it's written by Seth Porges, who's actually been on the podcast before. He's an Airbnb host in New York. He's been doing it since 2010. He was one of the early adopters. And if you want to listen to his story, you can do so. It's episode number 68. It's about two and a half years ago. Anyway, he writes a lot about Airbnb and often has a lot of uh, good articles and he he's writing about the uh, 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 Google Chrome extension that allows you to see the real price of an Airbnb listing. So you know if you if you're booking an Airbnb, you see the 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 nightly price, but then if you put if you fill in the dates and you fill in the uh, the amount of people and stuff, then it always kind of updates. And the price often uh, is a little bit different uh, from from what you first see. And so there's this Chrome extension that you can use to uh you know to see, to see the to see the real price the true cost of an airbnb rental so it's the airbnb cost per night corrector that's the browser extension it's also available on the firefox but more interestingly in the same article he refers to another chrome extension that's called air review and i don't think we talked about this uh, a lot on the podcast i i vaguely remember seeing this a long time ago but i did want to mention it because it's such a useful extension basically what it does is it allows you to see the reviews that a guest has left for past stays so if you you know if, if you go to a profile page of an of an Airbnb user, you can see the the reviews that the guest has left for other or sorry, you can see the reviews that the other hosts have left for your guest, 
but you can't see the reviews that the guest has left for the host. And these are really interesting to see because uh, from reading those reviews, you can kind of figure out, you know, what's important for the guest. Is this somebody who's very picky? You know, what are the things that the guest has complained about in the past? What are the things that the guest appreciates uh, about, the, about the Airbnbs that that person has stayed at? So I think this is really valuable information to know. And this extension just makes it really easy to see it. You don't have to dig deep and look at all the different host profiles to find uh, the, all the reviews. So what do you think? That's pretty useful, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Jasper. And I, I've never used either of these extensions. I'm, I'm really excited about the Air Review one. I'm actually going to start using both of these. Um, and as you know, uh, being a good Airbnb host these days is all about the tools you you deploy um, to sort of set yourself uh, apart from the crowd and to uh, to save yourself time. Um, yeah, I think I think this is absolutely a great tool. I don't I don't have a whole lot uh, much to add. I think the the only downside of the uh, cost estimator was that you have to actually go into the listing. And um, I think uh, the, the author was saying it'd be nice to sort of have that on the results page. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, I know I know Airbnb is all about user experience. So they might be a little apprehensive about putting a higher price, um, uh, which includes all the fees, because um, I'm not I'm not sure. But do, do your fees depend on a few variables uh, if you have more guests or if you require certain extra things. So um, I think, uh, I think uh, it's, a, it's a great initiative and I'm, I'm particularly interested in the air review because yeah, you're absolutely right. As a host, you're, you wanna know uh, as many details about the, uh, the guest as possible so you can uh, make their stay a memorable one. Yeah, I, th I think it's specifically useful for those hosts who, uh, who find it challenging to deal with you know, the more picky guests. Um, it's interesting because I, I was looking at uh, one of the Facebook groups and there was a poll and the question was, you know, what do you struggle with most as an Airbnb host? And I was a little bit surprised to see that the number one answer was, you know, how do you deal with picky guests? How do you deal with guests that you feel like have an unreasonable expectation of of what you know of the of the experience that they're about to have, right? The the, the guests that are you know expecting a, a five star hotel experience, and you know if, if there's if there's only a slight minor little issue, then they they get really upset. Um, so a lot of Airbnb hosts struggle, and that's that's quite understandable, of course. Uh, but uh, for those people, I think Airbnb Air Review is a really useful extension because you can really kind of filter out uh, those guests who are really picky. And also, if you're trying to get the super host status, then uh, you know uh, you, you you might want to do a little bit of due diligence uh, before before you accept the uh, the booking request. Yeah, and I can definitely uh, attest to the whole difficult guest thing. I've dealt with a few in, in my day, and yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than someone who's being unreasonable. Um, so, and there's there's really there's there's not a there's no good way around that. There's no uh, silver bullet to, to sort of fix someone who's who's being extremely picky. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm surprised it's the number one um, challenge, but uh, I could definitely attest to, to that being a frustrating part of hosting sometimes. Yeah, I was actually thinking on doing a, a a whole podcast on this topic because I I had a pretty a shocking experience uh, one time after about a year in, into my hosting experience where somebody showed up and just told me that the apartment was completely unacceptable. Um, so that was a that was a good experience, 
uh, how to kind of deal with that. And uh, I still have all the emails. So I was going to do a podcast and just read out all the emails. I, it was a good learning lesson for myself because I, I got a little bit defensive about it. And, um, you know, <laughs> it, there was definitely, uh, it was a great learning lesson. And I think it will be useful for other people to, to kind of uh, describe the whole thing and how I dealt with it and, you know, how I felt about it. And, and so uh, we'll, do, we'll do that in another uh, episode. Airbnb has changed the way people rent forever, but actually getting paid is still a pain. That's where Payfully comes in. Payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked. Payfully deposits directly into your bank account, with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business, cover unexpected expenses, and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP. Um, Let's see, what else do we have? There's uh, some good news on the Airbnb front coming from, what is it, Los Angeles, where... Um, let's see, Airbnb won a, a lawsuit uh, against uh, one of the biggest um, apartment rental companies in, in the US or what, what is it? One of the biggest residential man- management. management companies, right? Yeah, so I think um, I think Airbnb dodged a bit of a bullet, but uh, unfortunately the hosts may have not, but um, at least at least for Airbnb's part, um, essentially what the ruling is saying is that Airbnb is not responsible for um, what the hosts do or don't do in terms of the lease that they've signed with with landlords or management companies, which is which is fair. I mean, Airbnb can't police um, all of its hosts and, and, and everything they do that may or may not contravene a particular lease that, that hosts have signed because leases vary uh, dramatically. So. I think I think this is a good decision, but it doesn't mean that Airbnb hosts are in LA or anywhere else are off the hook from um, uh, um, adhering to the particular lease that they've signed with their landlord. So what people were, I mean, this this originates from um, uh, uh, a luxury rental in LA where an Airbnb host um, signed a lease with the management company and then turned around and rented out the place on Airbnb, which was in contravention of the lease. So. Um, <clears throat> I think, I don't, I don't, I don't think that hosts should be doing that. I think if you sign a lease, you have to, you have to adhere to that lease. But I think more and more landlords are wising up to the income opportunities that Airbnb has and that they can partner with, um, their, their, their tenants to, to, you know, if their tenants are going away on vacation that, you know, the agreement is that the tenants can rent it out and that there's a profit sharing. And I think Airbnb has now a program um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jasper, but I think it's called the friendly buildings program where it, they're, they're, they're allowing landlords and tenants to partner together on the platform to rent out, uh, uh, apartment units. So I think that's, that's the way we're moving, uh, towards. And I think, uh, this just, this new ruling sort of solidifies the fact that yes, Airbnb hosts have to adhere to their, uh, lease that they've signed, the legal agreement that they've signed with their landlords, but Airbnb isn't responsible um, if those landlords uh, contravene that that lease, if uh, Airbnb hosts contravene that lease, yeah, it's the uh, Communications Decency Act from 1996, and I think there's been some other rulings for other platforms like Amazon, and I, I think there was a few other ones where basically the idea is 
if you have an online marketplace, you're not responsible for, you know, what the people do on your platform. So, um, yeah, it's, I agree. It's a, it's a good thing for Airbnb, but still it, uh, it, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't take Airbnb hosts off the hook. And you're also right. Airbnb is involved in some programs in, in San Francisco and also in Florida where they're building some Airbnb friendly buildings. Um, that's a, I think that's definitely going to be uh, really sweet in the in the future to be able to uh, do Airbnb and because these days, I mean, if you live in a big city, it's 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 pretty hard to you know to adhere to all the rules. They're pretty limited in in a lot of cases. So I you know it's definitely great to see that there will be some good opportunities in the future. Let's see. Uh, oh, and by the way, the, the company was called uh, Einco. It's an apartment investment and management co. It's one of the largest residential landlords in the U.S. I've definitely seen that name before. Yeah, and I don't think landlords in general. I mean, I'm a landlord myself, and I talk to a lot of landlords at meetups that I go to and conferences. And I don't think landlords are landlords in general aren't opposed to Airbnb. Um, what they're opposed to is sort of the underground black market of short-term rentals. They're afraid um, that uh, they, you know, that they won't know about it. So. Um, most of the landlords I talk to are fully in favor of sort of these transparent programs where landlords can partner with the tenants to, to bring in a little extra income. No, no one's opposed to that. Um, you know, no one reasonable is opposed to that. So I think, I think that's the way we're moving and uh, I think it's a good thing. All right, let's go to the next article. There's an article about the number of guests that stayed in an Airbnb on New Year's Eve and Brian Teske, uh, he tweeted all the numbers from uh, from the years starting with uh, 2009 so i thought it'd be fun to to uh to discuss these numbers so in 2009 1400 people stayed with in an airbnb on new year's eve a very very small number 2010 it went up to 6000 2011 31000 then 2012 108 so about a 3x there 2013 250000 and then 2014, 540,000. So that almost doubled. And then it doubled again to 2015, 1.1 million. Again, in 2016, it doubled to 2 million. And then it went up 50% in 2017 because 3 million people stayed in an Airbnb on New Year's Eve. So a 50% increase from 2016. Not quite the the 2x that, uh, that we saw in uh, previous years, but still a 50% growth, still very, very large number. Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, I, this goes back to a conversation we had a few months ago where there was uh, some of the oppositionists to Airbnb were saying that they were slowing down in their growth and, and all this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, if you compare you know the growth from 2016 to, to 2017, from 2 million to 3 million to from you know 2009 to 2010, where it you know sort of 600% or 500%. Yeah, the growth is slowing down, but uh, Airbnb also hosted uh, three million plus people over New Year's, so that's uh, that's still growth and it's still uh, still a lot of people. And and I was one of them, so I'm happy to be a part of that uh, that tweet. Awesome. Uh, there's some other good news coming out of New York. Of course, we all know that New York is one of the cities that restricted Airbnb hosting the most. But now there's a lawmaker who wants to legalize Airbnb. 
It's a Republican from Hudson Valley who is introducing a bill to regulate home sharing and to update the law from 2011 that makes it illegal to rent an entire home or apartment for fewer than 30 days. Uh, the legislation is called the Multiple Dwelling Law and he wants to update it. He says it's, it's, uh, it's kind of uh, a little bit outdated. Uh, we should make it a little bit easier for people to take advantage of the of the opportunities that uh, you know that are on the Airbnb platform, and uh, and so you know that that's that's good news. Hopefully the the bill will get adapted. Um, there's some opposition as well. I think there's uh, 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 Assemblywoman Linda Rosenthal is probably a familiar name. I think she's one of Airbnb's top opponents, and uh, she she doesn't like it at all. So. I don't know exactly how the whole uh, legislation pr process goes in in, uh, in the U.S., but uh, it'd, be, it'd be good to see this law passed. Yeah, I, I don't know much about uh, about that, but uh, I applaud any lawmaker who tries to find uh, compromise in uh, in uh, these sort of uh, these platforms that allow people to to make money from things that they already own. So I think uh, I think that's that's we're moving there anyway, and people are going to do it. Um, let's not drive them underground. Let's uh, let's bring them out into the mainstream and uh, work with them. Absolutely. And there's there's something going on in uh, here in my hometown of Amsterdam, where I am staying right now. Um, Amsterdam has cracked down on, on Airbnb listings over the last few years. Uh, you can't rent out for more than sixty days, and you also have to register uh, with the local authorities. Now you have to let them know exactly when when are you renting out. And I think so far the you know the enforcement it's it's been it's been getting stricter and stricter. They're, they're you know they're really uh, uh, they're really putting an emphasis on the enforcement. And officials in Amsterdam now have a New Year's resolution that they want to stick to. And the resolution is cracking down on the estimated 6,000 Airbnb rentals in the city that are still violating the rules. So these rentals aren't. They're renting out for they're either not uh, uh, reporting the nights that are renting out, or they're you know they're saying that they're this, they're renting out for more than sixty days per year. Although I I don't know exactly how that's possible because you know on, on Airbnb the the platform actually restricts the amount of nights that you rent out. So after sixty days you're you're done. You can't actually accept any more bookings. So I don't know if they got the data from other platforms um you know the, the local government here is working together with somebody from uh, a website called inside airbnb which is run by uh he i think he calls himself a a data activist his name is murray cox and and he has lots of data and he, he's very anti-sharing economy and so he he kind of helps the local authorities to to get data and sort of to find people who are not adhering to the rules so if you're hosting an airbnb uh, in amsterdam you definitely want to be aware that uh, the enforcement is is gonna is gonna get a little bit uh, stricter in, in the coming months yeah i'm not familiar with the the local laws in amsterdam but presumably uh, an airbnb host could could max out their 60 days on the platform and and then jump to other platforms to to fill up the space and it would be hard for authorities to track that would it not yeah, absolutely. It would, it would definitely be very hard. Um, I don't think they can really do much about it. But also, 
it's kind of unfair, but in Amsterdam, Airbnb is is being really restricted, but they're not really looking at any of the other platforms. But you know, a platform like Booking.com is uh, has has almost the same amount of listings as Airbnb, I believe. So, and, and there's you know, of course, there's HomeAway as well. They they're not as big as Airbnb, but definitely Booking.com is. So it's you know, at, at least it would be fair if they would uh, treat all the pl- platforms equally. And what what uh, what do they classify as short term? Is that anything less than you know thirty days or less than three months? What what's the? I believe it's less than thirty days. So if you okay. if, if you've rented out for sixty days, if you should still be able to do, you know, more than thirty days. Although I don't know how that works because I mean I you know when I was still hosting in Amsterdam after I hosted for sixty days, the the calendar was just completely locked, so I couldn't even rent out for more than uh, for more than thirty days. Hmm. All right, let's see what else do we have. I don't think there was much else going on in the world of Airbnb uh, over over the Christmas days in New York. Uh, is uh, New York New Year's? <laughs> I'm still I'm still I'm, my brain's still not working from all the from all the crazy partying from a few days ago. Yeah, well, the news the news took a holiday break as well, so I think we can uh, we can let it off uh, easy for this episode. Awesome. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you don't freeze to death there in the cold Canada. I've I've got my hot coffee next to me and a couple layers, so we're all good up here. We're used to it. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me and the listeners, of course. Thanks for listening, and I want to wish everybody a very happy 2018 lots of uh, success with your Airbnb hosting business, and uh, I look forward to... uh, you know, to to make uh, the, making this podcast better in 2018 and to keep providing the the best information out there.